ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here in The Truth, back with another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 31, guys. We have almost made it through our 32 Teams in 32 Days series. I do appreciate you guys for those that have been on the journey, even if it was just once or if it was a thousand times, you know, it's for really extremely... I'm excited to continue the series and continue moving forward here. Today, we're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Rams. We have the Rams today and then finishing with the Arizona Cardinals. For those that are new to 32 teams in 32 days, let me give you a brief run on how this podcast works. We'll first go over our three key players, our bust, our breakout player, team MVP. We'll go over our two key draft picks as well as free agent signings, three keys to success, and our divisional prediction for the upcoming year. So without further ado, AJ, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, early in the morning, getting the episodes out, getting ready. Yeah, for you, uh, we're shooting this one at 10.32 your time, I think. So, yeah, probably on a Sunday morning, you know, it's a little little bit of a drag, but I guess uh, we'll get through it. It's one more week till the official start of the NFL season, so I'm excited. I know you are as well. Uh, but anyways, go ahead and give me your three key players for the Rams this season. So my first key player has to be Aaron Donald. I mean, probably one of the most dominant uh, interior defensive linemen that we've seen in the years now. I mean, he's up there with uh, J.J. Watt, definitely, for just how dominant he was. Seven-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler. Last year had down year playing in only 11 games, which is really his only year where he's really missed a good portion of games, missing six. Still had five sacks, 49 combined tackles. Uh, two pass deflections, one forced fumble. Uh, I just think he's going to be a lot more dominant. I mean, he's gone every year, the last five years, six years roughly, with at least minimum 10 sacks. He had two years, rookie year, and his junior year where he had nine and eight. Outside of that, in last year, the injury year, he's had over 10 every year, and which is complete dominance from the interior line. He is getting up there in age at 32, but I still think that there's – uh, a very good chance that he could still be dominant. Uh, I don't think the age is really going to keep him up. And he is a player who I have heard that uh, that the Rams could potentially shop to a contender uh, this year. Next up, I have Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup, injury year last year, playing with nine games. But he we saw what he did two years ago, 145 receptions, 1,900 yards, 16 touchdowns. I mean, just dominant right there also. Uh, just yeah, he won the AP All-Pro Offensive Player of the Year. I think they – I don't know if he can get back up to that level, mainly because of his quarterback. I think if there's maybe a different quarterback situation, it could be better. But he is now 30 years old at this point. Uh, I think Cooper Cup will have a, a very good season. He'll probably be back up right around the 100 receptions, probably 1,400 yards uh, as probably his ceiling. I think that for this year, probably right around 10 to 12 touchdown range. So very productive. And last one, I think I have to go with Stafford. I mean, this team's really depleted from that Super Bowl run that they had uh, a few years ago. Stafford, it's really going to end up on him, especially this offense. It feels like they're going to be going with Cam Akers now, but I'm not quite sure if that is the situation they will do. Uh, last year, Stafford only played in nine games. He went three and six in that time, a little bit over 2,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, had eight interceptions. So he needs to fix that up. I know he had some elbow problems I believe he was dealing with. But, yeah, I think that's going to be the main thing with him. He's going to have to be able to uh, put this offense on his back because the 
questionable running back game because we haven't seen Cam Akers be a full-time back and also Cup coming back from injury. Yeah, so my first key player is going to be Cooper Cup. Look, Cooper Cup last year, we all know, was injured. He only appeared in nine games, as you mentioned, but we can't forget what he did in 2021 when they won the Super Bowl there. As you mentioned, 145 receptions, 1,947 yards, and 16 touchdowns just in the regular season alone. I mean, he was one of the keys for the Rams, and he's been a consistent player for them throughout his entire career there. He hasn't had the eye-popping numbers that you'd maybe expect out of a guy like Cooper Cup, like a Michael Thomas has or a Mike Evans has for that matter. I mean, he's only had two seasons of 1,000 yards, which is actually kind of insane to think about. But he's been a reliable option for the Rams for forever, it seems like. And going into last season, you know, and going into this season for that matter, he's really the only option there at the wide receiver position. Yeah, to start his career, he was, you know, with Jared Goff. And last year, he wasn't necessarily able to develop as good of a connection, per se, with Matt Stafford. But in nine regular season games, he still had 812 yards. Honestly, I could, I might argue that he was even more, he was targeted more than by Matt Stafford. And granted, there was, there was a reason because he was depleted as far as the wide receiver core. Matt Stafford didn't play of his ability whatsoever. But now that Matt Stafford is quote unquote fully healthy, I know Cooper Cup's been injured. He's currently in Minnesota seeing a specialist about his hamstring. I don't think he's going to be playing week one. But if he's able to get healthy in week two or week three and is able to play the majority of the season, I mean, he's going to be one or two probably in fantasy for wide receiver. And, I mean, just looking at his volume there as a whole, if he would have played in a full season, he would have been at 1,800 yards again. And looking at the wide receiver core, it's really weak, in my opinion. And that might, you know, put the target on Cooper Cup to, you know, get more susceptible to coverages and all that stuff. But I think it actually works in his, in his favor because Matt Stafford realizes that Cooper Cup's really his only option. And he's going to continue to feed him the ball. He's a guy that can get 12 receptions a game. And we've seen what he's been able to do when he does receive the ball. So there's a lot of things going to, in his favor right now. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm really liking him. The biggest thing, obviously, with him is just trying to stay healthy and seeing what successes he's going to be able to have if he is able to stay on the field. Next, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. I mean, you mentioned Aaron Donald, how big of a difference maker he's been throughout his entire career there with the Rams. It's quite ridiculous to say. 2018, 20 and a half sacks. 2019, 12 and a half sacks. 2020, 13 and a half sacks. 2021, 12 and a half sacks. I mean, there's a, just a consistent trend. He's had three seasons of four or four seasons of four or more forced fumbles. He's just an absolute unit. No wonder why he's won defense player of the year multiple times. Going into the season again, he, alongside Jalen Ramsey last season, were supposed to be the catalyst for the defense. James, uh, Jalen Ramsey's no longer there, and it's just really Aaron Donald, especially on the front there. And so he's poised for another big season. He's one of those guys that is just going to be there, it seems like, for longevity purposes. Now he is getting up there in age. I believe he's 32 years old, defensive tackle, but, I mean, he's still a beast. I think he's got a good three, four years left in him just because of how much effectiveness he's been able to have at his position. But he's, again, a guy that's going to have another successful year, and he's going to need to. Last season for the Rams, he only appeared in 11 games due to injury, so if he's able to stay on the field. I mean, that was one of the things, too, that the Rams, yeah, they were terrible last year, but they had so many injuries. I mean, Donald was injured. Stafford was injured. Cooper Cup was injured. I mean, they had inconsistencies at running back, and Cam Akers and whatnot. And so it was just a disastrous year. Um, especially after coming off a Super Bowl win. So they're going to obviously try to right the wrong there and try to just move forward in the right direction. And then finally, I'm going to go ahead and go with Cam Akers. You know, I think Cam Akers is going to be, you know, poised for a big season this year. I also said that last year, and he put up zero points in week one last year. Everyone knows that. But going into this year, we saw what he was able to do like the last three, four weeks of the season last year. There was an extreme heavy focus on getting him the ball 
Last season, played in 15 games, had 188 carries, 786 yards, and seven touchdowns. Look, when they're in the red zone, he's going to be the main running back that they're going to go to, and that's huge for fantasy purposes and just overall purposes for the Rams because touchdowns win you games, and scoring points wins you games. You look at the running back core, it's Cam Akers, Kyrene Williams, Zach Evans, and Ronnie Rivers. So when you look at the running back room as a whole, Cam Akers seems to be the forefront and the guy that's going to get the most carries and potentially all the carries for the Rams. Can he get a little bit more involved in the passing game? I do believe so. Only 13 receptions last year, but he had 117 yards in those receptions, so he needs to have a little bit more of a presence in the backfield. I mean, Stafford isn't, I mean, the Rams, when, or the Lions, excuse me, when Stafford was a the quarterback there, they never had to get a running back, per se. They never had a running back that would get over 100 yards, and so he'd have to manipulate, manipulate it in the passing game, which wasn't like a big pass to running back guy, but he's going to need to be this year, especially with them being a little bit depleted at the wide receiver room. So I think Cam Akers is poised for 20-plus carries a game. I'm buying him if I'm a fantasy owner. you know, I'm buying him high. I think he's a guy that you can get a good bang for your buck and be a consistent running back because of what we were able to see with the final three, four games of the season last year. I think it's going to be more of a balanced playing field. Because at the end of the day, look, Sean McVay realizes that this is not the Rams team that won them the Super Bowl. Like He's going to need to find other options to have success on the offensive side. So that's why I'm buying high in Cam Akers this season. All right, go ahead and give me your bust. So my bust is going to be my key players. And the reason I use my key player and going to be bust because he, he does either going to have a really good season or a really bad season. You mentioned more of the depleted and now older uh, wide receiver room mainly with only having Roy Cooper Cup and a couple other guys, maybe like Tutu Atwell, uh, Cam Akers, and the unproven running back room there. I think Akers will have a good year. But it has to be Stafford. I mean, last year I know he only he got injured and played nine games. In those nine games, uh, he did have 2,000 yards, but what, that's a little bit over uh, 200 yards a game. Uh, eight interceptions, so basically an interception a game and, ba- and basically only one touchdown game as well. I think that those numbers have to go up, but I think they will because he will play full season, but I don't think they're going to be the astronomical numbers that we've seen before. I mean, even with the uh, depleted wide receiver room that he's played with for most of his career, I don't think he's going to go back to 2021 Stafford where he had 4,800 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. I can see him probably right around the 30 30 touchdown, but I think those interceptions are going to stay right there. Mainly because they're going to have to, they're probably going to have to double team Cooper Cup, and I don't really trust any of these other wide receivers quite yet because they none of them are really proven. Uh, I think Stafford again, right around that 3,000, 3,200 yards, I could see probably 25 to 30 touchdowns. But I think those interceptions are probably going to be right up there at like the 12 to 15 range, so right around a two to one ratio, which isn't the best out of a quarterback, and especially for this offense and how good, uh, how good the coach is. And McVeigh, I don't think that Stafford's going to be there much longer, even though I think he is under contract for a little bit. So mine's going to be Tyler Higbee, and I feel like a broken record because I feel like I say this every year, especially with Tyler Higbee. Either I'm really high on Tyler Higbee or I'm really low on him. I'm going to be really low on him. Now, I can see why people would invest in him, as I had mentioned earlier, with the fact that they're just completely depleted with wide receiver options. And I understand that, but... Look, for me, he was a consistent guy throughout his entire career. I mean, when you look at a fantasy tight end, Higby was good. Was he the Travis Kelsey? No. But was he a bust? No. I mean, last year, 72 receptions, 620 yards, and three touchdowns. 
The one thing that does scare me is his touchdown volume. I really am a bit scared with his touchdown volume. I think his touchdown volume is going to be hurt this year just because I think there's going to be more of an emphasis on Cam Akers and the running backs, particularly in the red zone. And that's one of the reasons why the uh, Rams were able to have success when they won the the, the World Series, the Super Bowl. Um, so that's one of the reasons why. And I feel like if he had more bang for your buck kind of touchdown talent that I think he has the potential to have, maybe not at age 30, but before, then yeah, he's a guy that I would invest in. But at the end of the day, like Stafford's going to look at him a lot. I don't really remember him utilizing his tight ends a lot there in Detroit. So, you know, for the Rams, he had a good season last year, but I just don't think it's going to be a good year for him this year. I think he's a guy that you can have on your fantasy team as a backup tight end and maybe have like a week where he gets, you know, 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns here and there. But for consistencies, I'm avoiding him, especially with how high. If you base your rankings off ESPN rankings, I know he's ranked pretty high as far as tight ends. I think there's other tight ends that could be ranked higher. So, um, you know, looking at Higby, I just don't think it's the best of moves. But maybe as time goes on, it will be. But for now, I'm just going to avoid him. All right, go ahead and give me your breakout player. So my breakout player is going to be Tutu Atwell, and it's only because he, he's going to have the biggest opportunity out of any of these guys. He's the second youngest wide receiver, I think, on this receiving core. I think mean, Cooper Cup's going to get doubled. Tutu Atwell – or Van, sorry, Van Jefferson or Demarcus Robinson are going to be the other two guys on the outside. I think Tutu is going to be primed for a good season being right there in the slot. He's a smaller guy at only being 5'9", 165 pounds. So kind of like a Tyreek Hill type build. Uh, I don't think he's as fast as Tyreek Hill because <laughs> there's not many people who are. Uh, but in 2021, his rookie year, he was a second-round pick. He only played eight games and played more on the special team side, being a punt and kick returner, but only played in eight games that season. Last year, only played in 13 games, got more snaps on the offensive side, uh, started four games, had 18 receptions, 296 yards, one touchdown. He's also used in the running game. A lot, uh, or a little bit, having nine rush attempts, 34 yards, and a touchdown there as well. I think that there's just going to be a lot more volume in this offense, especially having Stafford back, uh, not having Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback. Even though I think I believe Tutu Atwell has mid six most of his, his success with Baker. I think that uh, Sean uh, McVay finally realizes how good Tutu is and he, how he can be used in this offense and how good. Uh, they can use him as kind of that Debo Samuel type role. I think that's more the role that he will be playing this year. And I think that they're going to be using him more in that role and kind of trying to build that around him, make him more of that Debo Samuel dual threat type of player. Yeah, mine's going to be Tutu Atwell as well. I love the Debo Samuel point you had made because Tutu Atwell is extremely young. Like he's 23 years old. He's got a lot of opportunity to be, you know, that solid, solidified number two there in Los Angeles. And I think that's, as you mentioned, what they're going to utilize him as. I mean, when you're at age 23, you just run around the field and have no worry in the world. And that's something that they need. I mean, Cooper Cup's getting older. Feels like Van Jefferson's extremely old. So there's just a lot of guys that are getting up here in age. And it's going to be important for Tutu Atwell and the Rams to solidify a relationship with Matt Stafford this season. I mean, they have to have success. There's no other option really in the passing game. I mean, maybe Ben Squarwick, the younger Cooper Cup, or I guess a Walmart Cooper Cup for me. Uh, maybe that's another guy that steps up. I don't think it's going to be Van Jefferson. Look, Van Jefferson last year in 11 games had 24 receptions. I mean, that's not a great ratio to have as a number two wide receiver for the Rams. It's going to be one of these younger guys, and Tutu Atwell is a guy that can definitely be solidified as a number two receiver. And look, if Cooper Cup is healthy and playing, I know I mentioned that he's going to have 12, 13 receptions probably, it seems like a game, but 
there's going to have to be other guys to get receptions too. And then this is a guy that can definitely be the next. And for me, more than anything, I mean, I talked about how, uh, not irrelevant, but how bad Tyler Higby is going to be, in my opinion. It just opens up the door for opportunity. And Tutu Atwell is going to be a guy that's going to be very solid, and he's going to be with the Rams for the future, it seems like, unless they want to get rid of him and go down a different path. So excited to see what Tutu Atwell is going to be able to do for the Rams this season. All right, go ahead and give me your sleeper player. So my sleeper player is going to be Cam Akers. I know you have one of the key players, but I don't think people realize how good of a season he could potentially have. Last year, we saw him more towards the end of the season, I believe. Uh, he got more of a bigger role there as a running back. And this, big, and this uh, running back system they had has kind of gone away. I mean, I know there's a lot of guys in the Bay like, and they were shifting through these running backs. But the running backs on this roster, it's Cam Akers, Zach Evans, Ronnie Rivers, and Kyron Williams, two guys who are going in their second year and a rookie. I think Cam Akers, he's been here since 2020. He had a little bit of a role there, having 625 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, a decent amount of receiving yards with 123 in 13 games played and touchdown. The last year had a lot more volume, played 15 games, only started nine, had 786 yards, seven rushing touchdowns, 117 receiving yards, no receiving touchdowns. I think he's going to be he's going to have a pretty good year this year. I don't like the offensive line. I don't I don't think they did a lot this offseason either to really improve it. But I think Akers could definitely have his first 1,000-yard receiving year, over 10 touchdowns, and he could probably push two, 250 receiving yards with a couple receiving touchdowns also. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be Ernest Jones. And Ernest Jones is a linebacker for the Rams. I don't think he gets as enough recognition as maybe he deserves, especially going into the season. Again, Aaron Donald can't be the only defensive force, just like Cooper Cup can't be the only offensive force. Aaron Jones is also 20, or Ernest Jones is also 23 years old, another one of those young guys for the Rams. Look, last season had 114 total tackles, had 66 solo tackles, and I feel like he had zero recognition whatsoever. I mean, when I was doing you know, the Ram show and getting prepared for it, I didn't even know Ernest Jones until I was diving deeper and looking at it. And that's exactly what I define, define as a sleeper, a guy that just silently does what he needs to do. And he's been doing that, it seems like, for the Rams for a period of time. Going into this year, I think, again, it's going to be a little bit of the same. I think he's going to be one of those guys that is one of the forces there on the defensive side. Because, look, the Rams lost Jalen Ramsey, obviously. They have Aaron Donald, but they need some other forces. Bobby Brown probably isn't going to be it. Jonah Williams, no. I mean, other than these two guys right here, I don't see, like, an entire avenue of players or an avalanche of players that could be a very impactful as a guy like Ernest Jones can be for a Rams defense. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his tackle production. It's going to be huge, especially in this division with a lot of good running backs, guys like Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers, guys like Kenneth Walker, even Zach Charbonnet for the Seahawks. And looking at those teams as a whole, it's going to be hard to – have a bad front and have success. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited for Ernest Jones this season. All right, go ahead and give me your team MVP. So my team MVP is going to be Aaron Donald. I think a lot of people are going to write him off a little bit more this year because he is older. He is 32 years old. Uh, But I think he's going to define the odds. I mean, he's been doing his whole career being more of that smaller defensive tackle, being 6'1", 280 pounds. I think he was even lighter than that going into – his rookie year, his first couple of years there with the Rams. I think that I don't think he's going to have the 20 and a half sack season he did last year, but I can definitely see him being 15 and a half sacks, pushing still those 80 tackles that he had a career high last year. I think they're going to use him more as that type of role. I think pass deflections will right back in that two 
two to five range horse fumbles right there in that uh, two to five range as well. I think that he's just going to be another uh, defensive player that uh, candidate this year. I think he probably will win defensive player again, even though it's kind of crazy that he's going to be 32 doing that. And I believe it will be what his fourth one. He does that fifth one. If you want to count his rookie of the year along with that as well. I don't know. I think Aaron Donald is going to have his, not his best year of his career, but he's going to have one of the best 32 year old season seasons for a defensive lineman, especially an interior one like himself. So I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Look, I think Aaron Donald is probably going to be the best defensive player, and I think he has more opportunity to be the team MVP just because, again, without guys like Jalen Ramsey and some other of the younger guys that they have, you don't really know like the potential of some of these guys. But for me, I'm still going to go with Cooper Cup. I'm going to go with consistency. I'm going to go with hopefully him staying healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, especially on the offensive side, then I'll probably go with Aaron Donald and have more belief than Aaron Donald. But at the end of the day, Aaron Donald's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I just think Cooper Cup's the better player. I mean, again, with all the work that he's going to have to put in for the Rams this season, I think it just magnifies his importantness to the team. And I just feel like there's not many guys that can repeat what Cooper Cup can do. I mean, look, he was a fantasy wide receiver one. It seems like for like four straight years now because of what he's been able to do. I think that's going to continue going into this year. So that's one of the reasons why I think he's going to be a team MVP. I think he's got an opportunity to be a fantasy MVP as well and just a lot of great things there for uh, for the Rams. So I'm excited to watch him play and see what he's going to be able to do. The biggest thing is can he be healthy? Because if he's not healthy, then it's going to all go – the plan's going to all go away. All right, go ahead and give me your two key draft picks as well as offseason moves. So my first two key draft picks, my first one is going to be center Steve Avila of TCU. Uh, they need to bolster up this offensive line. I mean, it was bad last year, and it really hasn't got much better. He's probably going to be the starting center from day one out of TCU. Uh, but really anyone else on this offensive line, I've never heard of, which is kind of surprising because I, uh, I feel I pride myself a little bit on being able to just find names and be like, yeah, I've heard of them, either through like watching games, just hearing the broadcast talk about them. Or just in general, but none of these guys, none of the names are sticking out here for me. Like I mentioned, it was bad last year, and I guess this does help at the center position, but overall, I don't think it's really going to do much for the offensive line. But I guess it is a step in the right direction, getting a little bit younger there. And my next one's going to be Byron Young. Uh, Byron Young is a defensive lineman uh, out of Tennessee, 6'3, 243 pounds. Also, more considered a uh, undersized defensive lineman, kind of like how Aaron Donald was coming out of the draft. Last year in 13 games, had seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, 37 combined tackles. His junior year had five and a half sacks, 11 and a half tackle for losses, 46 combined tackles. Did have an interception of two pass deflections. I think he's going to come into this defensive line with Aaron Donald and be able to learn from him. I mean, be able to learn from more of the greats like that. Also being more of that undersized uh, defensive lineman coming in, he's going to be able to learn from someone who had that same experience coming out of Pittsburgh. So my first one's going to be the fourth round, fifth round selection, excuse me, Warren McClendon, offensive tackle from Georgia. Look, we saw what Georgia was able to do the past two seasons, and he was a huge part of that. Also, not to mention, too, the Rams also drafted Stetson Bennett, and if for some reason they go the Stetson Bennett route instead of Matt Stafford, this is a reliable guy that can be you know, offensive tackle that just fits in the mix right away and has a good amount of success for the Rams. He's a big tackle, maybe not as athletic as a lot of people would like him to be for a guy a coming out of Georgia and B just in general. But he fits the mold really as far as what the Rams want to do, and that's having a good running game, keeping the quarterback protected in the pocket, and having success in that avenue. 
And that's something that he's going to be really good at this season. And that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, as a fifth round selection, it was a big win. Can he make an immediate impact? Not too sure. I got to see if, again, more of the Rams, who they're going to be starting at the offense tackle positions or the guard position. Because there's a lot of guys that a lot of people don't know too much about here on the offensive line. So more than anything, it's just curiosity. But for the future pick, especially if they do go up the Stetson Bennett route at quarterback, um, they definitely have a good option there with him. And then we'll go with fifth rounder Dennis Allen, tight end out of Clemson. A guy that wasn't a big name tight end, especially in a good tight end draft class. Um, more than anything for him, he's a great run blocking tight end, which is something that the Rams do need this season uh, if they're going to have success because they're, it's going to start from their running game and being able to run the ball effectively with Cam Akers. And so he's a guy that probably won't see the field a lot, but he's a guy that's going to be effective. He was kind of a great run blocking tight end there. I think if he's able to improve his pass catching the game, um, you know, compared to maybe the NFL level, then he'll have more of an opportunity. But for me, I just don't, I think that's his weakness. And I think guys like Higby, yeah, I don't think he's going to have a good year. But they also have guys like Bryson Hopkins at the tight end position. And just don't know if it's going to be a lot of opportunity. But for two tight end sets and, and running the football, it's going to be a lot there for him. So I'd be curious to see again as what happens there. All right, go ahead and give me your two key offseason moves. So the Rams didn't really sign anyone this past offseason. They re-signed a lot of some guys, but it seems like they lost most of their roster. Uh, this past year, my two guys that they – this past offseason, the two guys that I have, my first one's going to be Demarcus Robinson, uh, wide receiver. He's moved around from a couple teams. I believe he was on the Ravens for a while. He was on the Chiefs. Uh, I just don't think he's going to have much of an impact. He did make the, the, the roster. He didn't get – uh, put on to practice squad. Yeah, his, so Ravens and Chiefs were his first two teams. Uh, but in his career, uh, he only has a, t- a, over, a, little bit, 20, a little bit over 2,100 yards and 16 touchdowns, being in the league since 2016. Uh, he's been decently healthy. He's played 16 games uh, all the way up until the 17th game that was added. He's been in every single game. He's made an appearance in every single game and started mo- a good amount of them throughout. Uh, there isn't going to be much wide receiver play here outside of Cooper Cup and maybe some two shoot out ball in that Debo Samuel role. I see him having another subpar season, not having the best season. Uh just kind of the same route that he's been on, maybe the two to four touchdown range. Uh pushing five hundred yards. Maybe he will pass five hundred yards for the first time in his career. And next one I have I have Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman uh was a dog at Oregon, but outside of that, been more of a disappointment errors coming into the league. Uh, Royce Freeman started with the Broncos, then went to Carolina, was with uh, the Texans for a little bit, and being drafted back in 2018 so far in his career, hasn't reached 1,500 yards on his career, has only eight combined, or eight touchdowns, a little bit over 500 receiving yards and one touchdown there. I think that he'll be a good uh, backup there. If I'm not wrong, Cam Akers really isn't a bully ball running back, but I could definitely see Royce Freeman doing that. Or having that role. So my first one's going to be Demarcus Robinson as well from the Ravens. Most recently, yeah, is he a big name wide receiver, especially in the wide receiver like market? No, but again, this Rams team has like nobody at the wide receiver position. So he's a guy that could be a boomer bust guy. Could be a guy that booms this season. You mentioned he's never gotten over five hundred yards. He's had a couple of seasons of four hundred yards, especially last season with Baltimore four hundred and fifty eight. Again, Baltimore didn't have a lot of options and. They obviously went in the draft with Zay Flowers. I mean, they had some guys as well that they have, like OBJ and whatever. They just basically had time with the Ravens and Demarcus Robinson was, was basically cut short after this season. So he had to find a new home. And I think he fits pretty well in the Rams. I mean, 
can maybe he develop a connection with Stafford early on? I guess time will tell, and we'll really be able to determine down the line if that is the case. But as far as overall chance of success, I think it's pretty high, especially in the situation he's in. He did make the roster, which is huge. And with injuries at the wide receiver position, he's a guy that could be, again, a boom, bus, uh, a boom guy or a bus guy. But I think he's going to be more on the boom side. And then secondly, I'm going to go with John Johnson, a strong safety from the Cleveland Browns. Look, again, a guy that's not made a lot of name. Uh, he's kind of a seasoned vet. He was with the Rams for the first four years and with the Browns. Last season, though, had 101 tackles, which is a bit surprising. He's had three seasons of 100-plus tackles there, a couple of sacks in his career as well. So a guy, again, that not a lot of people are talking about. Is he super insane? No, but does he have a lot of potential? Yeah, especially in a secondary that's not very good, at least in my opinion. So, again, with losing Jalen Ramsey, there's not much many other guys there in this uh, secondary. So I think there's more than anything, just a lot of opportunity to succeed. And sometimes, guys, that's all these guys need is just an opportunity to succeed. And, again, this season is a perfect opportunity for that. And I'm just curious to see how he's going to filter in the Rams secondary. All right, go ahead and give me your three keys to success. So my first one is stay healthy, mainly Stafford. I mean, you're, you're going to have to either roll with Stafford or move on to Stetson Bennett. And at the moment, I'd rather have Stafford. I mean, yeah, maybe he – is doesn't have as much tread on the wheels as he did before. Rest on the tire. Um, I just don't see him having the best year, but he needs to stay healthy if he even wants to contend for a good year. I mean, if he doesn't, if he gets injured and Stetson Bennett comes in and succeeds, we could see Stafford just not being a Ram anymore, not not getting a spot back. Especially if they do believe in Stetson, he is a little bit older, so he's is able he's twenty five, so he's able to understand that complex system that McVay does run. Next up, Aaron Donald going back to his dominant ways. I mean, the defense isn't what it was a few years ago. You mentioned Ramsey's gone, a couple of, of these other guys. Really the only defensive uh, lineman here, especially in the interior, is Aaron Donald. And he's going to have to go back to his dominant ways if this defense wants to succeed because of how much havoc he creates in that backfield. And then have a solid run game. We haven't seen it for a while, especially in the Kaveva era. We haven't seen a solid number one running back come out of that system. It's been a bit it's been filtering out between two to three guys every year. And it seems like every two weeks it flips on who's the number one back for the week. Uh, I would need to see Cam Akers prove uh, that he can be a number one back. He hasn't showed off that workload since college. So that's going to be the only thing is having a solid run game, that offensive line uh, protecting uh, that are making gaps for the run game. So for me, my first key to success is going to be don't repeat last year. I mean, that's the first and foremost most important one for the Rams this season. Last year was a joke for them. Uh, they would have won the Super Bowl and then a lot of expectations for Rams, and they were just god-awful. Granted, again, injuries were a big reason for that, but, I mean, still, you're an NFL team. You should be able to figure out you know, the injury portion of it. Guys go down. you got to find ways to adapt and overcome, and they just most definitely did not. So that's the first thing, and that kind of repeats with my – or I guess as my second point, which is staying healthy. You know, if they're able to stay healthy, there's a lot of chance for success potentially for the Rams. So being able to stay healthy will definitely help them, and, and they'll be able to move forward in the right direction there. So that's one of the big things for them. And then finally, the final key takeaway is have a healthy but heavy usage of Cooper Cup because, look, he's the only guy in this offense for them if they have any chance of success. And so having a healthy dosage of Cooper Cup is going to be vital for the Rams, again, if they want to have any success you know, come season's end, per se. All right, go ahead and give me your divisional prediction. So for the Rams, I have, a, I have them finishing third. Uh, I think the 49ers is a clear front runner for this 
division. I think the Seahawks are going to take another step forward than they did last year. I know they, at the end of the year, they had a resurgence and what pushed them uh, into the playoffs, but we saw how that went uh, first round. Uh, but I think the Rams, they're, they're going to stay healthy. They're going to be better. I just don't see them uh, taking over the 49ers. I think the Seahawks are younger and they're more healthy and they just have a better overall built team. And I think they're just going to beat the Cardinals. I don't think anyone in this division is going to hopefully not lose to the Cardinals, especially if Kyler Murray isn't at quarterback. Yeah, so I have them finishing third as well. I mean, I don't really think there's many other places that they can finish other than fourth. I mean, you look at the Cardinals, though, and they seem to be just a disaster. So maybe they do finish fourth, but I think they're going to finish third. They have a lot of options compared to the Cardinals, and that's one of the reasons why I have them up there. But, again, this is not going to be a fun season for Rams fans, most likely. Um, first thing, they got to stay healthy. Second off, this is maybe the end of an era. You know, maybe they go for a complete rebuild with – Having guys that are getting up there in age. I mean, Aaron Donald obviously is getting up there in age. Guys like Matthew Stafford potentially, Cooper Cup even. So it might be on, you know, this year might they might sell some of these guys and then, you know, whatever. But it probably is signaling a rebuild for the Rams. But, hey, you know what? You won your Super Bowl. So I guess now you can take a couple of years to, to rebuild. You got your Super Bowl, so you, you can't complain. But it probably is not going to be very fun, especially this season. But maybe they, they come back and win a Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? But I just don't see it happening this season. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. At the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. As mentioned, tomorrow we got the Arizona Cardinals, the final team here in 32 teams in 32 days. So I hope you guys do join us for that. As always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night.